0: This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I thank God for another day. Also, I thank God for you listening. I appreciate you very, very much. The last couple of weeks, I have been on vacation and it has been a joy to see the glory of God, the goodness, his majestic works in nature. Praise God. I went to California and then was able to go to Mexico as well. And uh you can follow me on Twitter on It's About underscore Jesus. And then you can see some of the beautiful pictures of God's glory. Uh The sunset at Joshua Tree, the beautiful palm trees at um, Coachella Valley at the Thousand Uh, Palms Oasis, as well as the majestic view of the mountains from the Palm Springs aerial tramway. I mean, it's just gorgeous. I just thank God. I'm glad to be back here with you. And uh, most of all, I just thank God for my opportunity to be able to go to uh, Mexico, Ensenada on the mission field and just see what God is doing doing through his people. Praise God. I tell you, God is so good. Well, let's just get back into the broadcast here. But anyway, I just want to review last week. I know I talked about um, that we were fruit bearers and we are bearing fruit, whether we know it or not. It is just a matter of what kind of fruit are we bearing? Is it good or is it bad? Well, you know, in Galatians 5, 23, it tells us that the kind of fruit we should bear as a Christian, the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So we need to take time out each day and examine ourselves to see What kind of fruit are we really bearing? Is it pleasing? Is it good? Is it to God? Is it glorifying God? So these several characteristics of the fruit of the spirit represents God's love. So any fruit contrary to what I just mentioned is not of God. That means it's of the devil, which is evil. So God wants us to bear fruit, good fruit before fruit bearers, praise God. And Luke finally tells us in 6, chapter 6, verses 43 through 45, it says, For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bimble tree. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil for out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. So one way to tell if someone is good or evil is by what comes out of one's mouth. One's mouth is a true indicator of what is truly inside of one's heart. And today I'm going to focus on that, the heart, what comes out of the the mouth. And that mouth, that tongue is what I'm going to focus on today, the power of the tongue. And I'm going to take it from the text of James the entire chapter of chapter three, and I'm going to take my time and read it and discuss it as I go. And hopefully we can get insight on this book. I mean, and this book is by James, and we're told that it's um, James, the brother of Jesus Christ himself. And so we just want to get the just the nuggets of what we can learn about this tongue, because we want to make sure that in whatever we say, that is pleasing to God. Praise God! We know there are times we say things without thinking. Uh, we slip up, or we say the wrong thing. But you know, all we have to do: repent, get it right, and not be found there anymore. So God is a gracious God, he loves you and so do I. So let's start. Um, I'm gonna read from the King James version of James, starting with chapter three, verse one, it says, my brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. So it's letting us know, don't be many teachers, you know, because we're gonna have the stricter judgment. And so we have to be careful. In verse two, it says, for in many things, we offend all, all meaning that we, you know, we stumble and we offend people. So if any man offend, not in word, the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. And you know, the reference to that is Psalms 34, 13, which says, Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile or deceit. And so it lets us know that a perfect man is not someone who who um, just says the right things all the time, but it's a perfect man who knows what to say and say it with the right intent. You know, you're not, um, you, you know what to do. And so you do what you know is right. And um, so that's being perfect. Number three, it says, behold we put bits in the horse's mouths that they may obey us. And we turn about their whole body. So here it is, a bit, these little bits that we put in horse's mouths. And this small thing can control the horse. Have you been maybe downtown where you see um, the horses and they're lined up, they're going straight, they're not moving to the right or to the left, they're going straight because here, they're controlled by this little bit. And uh and then it goes on in verse four Behold also the ships which though they be so great and are driven of force winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. So here we're talking about a rudder or a helm where the governor, or in this case, the pilot, wherever he wants that boat or that ship to go, it moves, it goes there. And this ship is huge, but yet again, it's controlled by the small instrument. Verse five, even so the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter, a little fire kindle. So here it lets us know that here this small member of our body called the tongue is very po- powerful. It can boast many, many things. So it lets us know, and the reference for that is, uh, 12 verses 18. It says there, and, and this is in Proverbs. It says there is that speaketh like one like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. So it lets us know that this small thing is very dangerous, is capable of doing some severe damage if it's not in control. Let's go on to verse six. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it is defiled, the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature. and it is set on fire of hell. And see, it just lets us know here that here the small thing, I mean it is full, it can be full of iniquity, um, the heat, um, just evil. And here we have to make sure that we don't allow this thing to get out of control. you like like a fire, like a blazing fire. And it even gives reference to hell. So we don't want our mouth, our words to, um, how do I say, to just destroy, destruct. So let's go on. It says in verse seven, for every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea, is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind. But go to verse eight, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. My goodness. Here it says that the tongue is full of evil and deadly poison. So we want to make sure that we're not part of that. Praise God. We want to give life. Hallelujah. And so let's go to Psalms 140 um, verse three here. It says, they have sharpened their tongues like a serpent. Adders poison is under their lips. We don't want to be found there. We honestly want to make sure that our words are again of life and pleasant to God. Hallelujah. So we don't want to be found there. And another reference we can go to, uh, let's look at, um, let's look at Romans and uh, let's see here. Let's go to Romans chapter, let's go to Romans chapter three verse 13. And as we go there, let's remember, we have control of this tongue here. Okay, Romans 3.13, it says, their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues, they have used deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips. So here again, we're talking about evil people that's contrary to the deeds and the goods of God, and they're going about speaking and doing evil things. And so we want to make sure we have our tongue in control here. Everything can be controlled. The beasts, the birds, the serpents, the things in the sea, but yet our tongue is as the Bible says in James, is the unruly evil. And so we don't want that. So let's continue to read. It says um, in verse nine, therewith bless we God, even the father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. So here, James is saying, um, well, let me continue on. Verse 10. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing, my brethren. These things ought not so to be. So here he let, let, letting us know that how in the world can we bless God and then we curse our brother? That shouldn't happen out of the same vessel, (laughs) you know, here we're saying good on one end. And then on the other end, we're saying bad. And how can we bless God and love him? And then we hate those that he made in his own image, our brothers or our sisters or our neighbors or coworkers or whomever it may be. It should not be so. So here. James is telling us to get a look at ourselves, get a handle on our tongue. And I hate that, you know, time is leaving. I'm going to have to pick this back up on next week, but we stopped at verse 10. So we'll pick up there and James chapter three, verse 10. But I just want us to just think about our lives and what we're saying We want to make sure that out of our mouth, we're speaking life and not death. Praise God. We're speaking goodness and not badness. So let's think about what we're doing and let's take this time out right now and let's just pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for who you are. You a good, good father. And Lord, we thank you that you have blessed us, dear Heavenly Father, with the ability to choose right from wrong, dear Heavenly Father. And We thank you that we will choose life. So today I just pray that we will be mindful of the words that come out of our mouth because it really represents what's deep down in our heart. So God, we want to please you in all that we do and all that we say. So God, we ask that you will help us this day to glorify you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen and amen. Well, remember, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him, Jesus. Remember, it's not about me, it's not about you, it's about him, Jesus. We've been to look at you, but it's about Jesus.